Welcome to the Persuasion Pitch Podcast. I'm your host, Jess, licensed esthetician, makeup artist, and anti-MLM advocate. Everyone, I have a special guest. She is an attorney, and she is going to go over all of the legal, like the legal side of things with the company Monat or Monet. Every time I speak of this company, I say Monat or Monet because I just, I don't know how to say it. Maybe I could look up a YouTube video from the company themselves. I don't know, but so she is a guest today and we are so happy to have you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I have the same problem figuring out the name of the company. Yeah. I think it's supposed to stand for modern nature. So I figure it's mod Nate, mm-hmm. but I think all of their employees and, and their salespeople pronounce it differently anyway. So yeah. I don't know. If they, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Hopefully it won't be in existence for too much longer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if anyone, if anyone's unfamiliar with this, which I'm sure if you're anti-MLM, you're familiar with it. Like I'm familiar with this company, but I have never, unlike others, I think I've never like dove deep into it. Like other people have. I just, I don't know why, I guess, because I don't personally know anyone that's selling it. So, you know, but Hunter, she has looked into it and she's an attorney so she can give, give her like you know the legal standpoint on all of this but this company they are notorious for um, people's hair falling out and getting scalp sores whenever they use the products and whenever people have tried to speak out about it like they've been afraid to because they don't want to get a lawsuit from the company so this is what, what we're going to talk about today is based on factual information and my opinion as well, but also factual information. So I'm going to share what we see on the docket. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is through the state attorney generals. Like we're not just making it up this part, you know, in my opinion, I, don't, I mean, they always say that, you know, your hair is purging. <laughs> but like that's not a thing like your hair is their purge. favorite <laughs> yeah and i i would be scared to use this shampoo honestly like i don't even know how people use it without being scared their hair is going to fall out i mean i know they've had to you know see the like all of the news media stations like showing video of people's hair just coming out in clumps it is so scary i wouldn't even try a sample of it honestly i don't want to risk that Oh yeah. Somebody once offered me a sample before I really knew a lot about this and I Mm -hmm. did not try it and I just didn't take it home. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would not risk it. So this company has, oh, let me mention this, you know, I've not even spoke on this topic yet, but I have behind the scenes, um, a former anti MLM quote advocate. We're going to refer to her as Kay. You know, she joined this company, but there's definitely ulterior motives there. Um, you know, she not only used the anti-MLM community to profit, 
but and I called this a long time ago. I was like, she is gonna just try to be one of those social media gurus, like the ones that you pay to, you know, they, they can give you a training on how to be successful, whatever. But I actually heard audio of her um admitting that she bought her subscribers, so I wouldn't take advice from her anyway. But moving along from that, just wanted to address that really quick since we are on the subject of this company. So with the legal point, tell us, just tell us what's going on. Tell us, tell us all about it. Give us the tea. Tell us. Okay. So there's two major legal issues happening right now. Um, both of them are in Florida. Uh, so there's the issues with the attorney general in Florida. Um, and there's a stipulated order that Manat agreed to. Um, so we can get into that and some of the specific things that Manat representatives can and can't do. Um, and the fact that some of them aren't even aware that it exists, which is concerning in and of itself. Um, the attorney general had at one point a um, refund form online where people could submit it. Uh, it was due February 13th. Um, in order, order to get a refund for products purchased within a certain time. The other issue is a civil suit in the Southern District of Florida in federal court. Um, it's not yet a class action, but they're seeking class action status. Um, so I can explain a little bit about that because it, it's kind of complicated, um, but it's probably helpful for people to know what's going on there. The biggest issue that I see with, especially in relation to that lawsuit is that I have seen so many Manat representatives uh, saying in comment sections that you know, the company has won all lawsuits and that's just simply not true. There is still at least this one lawsuit happening in the Southern District of Florida and it's thriving and they have not won. It's not over. Yeah, they probably are told, uh, they are told that by their uplines. You know, hey, what's going on with this lawsuit? Oh, it's already been settled. We won that lawsuit. And they just believe it without researching because a lot of people do that, you know, and that goes into the whole, uh, you know, the whole brainwashing type of thing. You know, like they ask their upline, their upline tells them something. They're like, okay. And they just don't question it, which is scary. It's true. And, that, and unfortunately, a lot of people might fall for those comments when people are saying, you know, hey, be careful about, you know, the product. There have been reports of issues, and then a lot of times the representatives will come in and they'll be like, oh, none of that's true. Like, it's completely fake. You know, we won all the lawsuits, which is a blatant lie. So either they know they're lying or the company is not telling them accurate information. Either way, it's, it's concerning for the consumer. Right. So with this um, lawsuit that's happening, I know that there are certain things that the consultants, reps, distributors, whatever they call them there, same thing, are not allowed to say like what they can and what they cannot say. So I know with all multi-level marketing companies, you cannot make false income claims. That's just across the board with that. But there are some specific things that these distributors are not allowed to say if they are selling recruiting for this company. Could you go over some of the things that they are not allowed to say? Sure. So, so those things are set forth in the Assurance of Voluntary Compliance. Um, and that's a document that was agreed to um, between this, the Florida Attorney General um, and Monate. And so that's a, it's separate from the proposed class action lawsuit. Um, this is an issue with the Attorney General. Uh, and it's 
similar to the, the refund uh, that had the deadline of February 13th. So in it, basically Monet has agreed to a series of things that their, their representatives are not allowed to do. Um, now, personally, I've found this concerning because I know at least one person who was not aware. She, she sells for, for Monet. And when I told her, hey, are you aware of this? Like, protect yourself and read this. She didn't know it existed. Um, and it had been out for, I think, at least a month at that point. So I'm not sure whether the company is hiding it from the reps or whether the reps just aren't seeing it. But either way, it's important for everybody to be aware of this. And right. frankly, reps should be aware of it too. Right, right. So with this, okay, so I'm wondering like, if someone does say these things, are they liable for it? Or is the company liable for it? So it's sort of a weird question. Um, and generally, I mean, it's a good question, but it's a, it's a weird answer, I guess. Generally, the- Just Call me weird. <laughs> if Generally, if somebody is violating this, the problem for the rep is that the is that Minot Global is supposed to just kind of drop them and the rep might not even know this is happening. Um, now, on the one hand, those of us in the anti-MLM community, you know, might say, hey, that's actually probably a really great thing for them to just get dropped because then boom, they're out of it. Um, but it also is just kind of sad that the company is setting this up, or at least it seems as though the company is setting this up this way, because there's a lot of reps who don't know this is the case. And they're basically, the company doesn't, doesn't even have their back. They would be able to just drop them without any, you know, guidance on this, or, you know, this is what you can and can't do. It's just, if you mess up and you're caught and the attorney general finds out about it, then, you know, it's your fault individually and we didn't have anything to do with it. Um, which is kind of something we see in a lot of different MLMs because they're treated not as employees, but as independent contractors, which can sometimes allow the company to, you know, claim ignorance basically. Right. Right. I mean, they don't, they don't care about the distributors. I mean, unless they are, they don't care about them. I mean, they just care about who they are recruiting into this company. So like, okay. So if someone, you know, makes a false claim, they could just tell, you know, the attorney general's office or the FTC or whoever that they didn't know that they were doing this. They told them that they can't do this. You know what I mean? So that way the company is not liable. It's really shitty. <laughs> really, really, shitty. It really. Yeah. I mean, if, if I was in charge of the company, I would not be treating my I mean, they're not employees, but anybody who's in my right. Salesforce, I wouldn't be treating them this way. Yeah, like they um, have their name attached to them. So they are representing the company. Yeah. So, so there's a couple of things that the that the stipulation basically states that the attorney general and respondent are specifically agreeing to. So I can kind of go do th down through some of those. Um, some of the things are basically they've already said, I mean, Manat has agreed that from at least June of 2014 um, through the present, and this was issued, I think, in the fall of 2020, um, Monat had engaged in the business of selling products to consumers in Florida, including to at least five consumers who were 60 years of age or older. Um, they owned and operate, operated a website, were responsible for advertisements, offers, representations, and promotions on that website. Uh, they advertised, marketed, distributed, or sold uh, covered products either directly or through a marketer or market partner to consumers, including consumers in the state of Florida. Uh, the attorney general had investigated allegations that respondent offered consumers a percentage discount off normal retail prices 
and free shipping without clearly and conspicuously disclosing that consumers are required to make two additional purchases over a certain dollar threshold in order to retain the discount and free shipping. Otherwise, consumers' credit or debit cards would be charged for the shipping and the discount they received. And that last part is verbatim what's written in the agreed upon order. So Monate has admitted that this is what they were doing. So wow. consumers, go ahead. No, you go ahead, you go ahead. Okay, so <laughs> consumers alleged that um, Monate had falsely and deceptively advertised these products effectiveness, uh, including misrepresentations that the products do not contain certain ingredients, including polyethylene glycol, petrochemicals, sulfates, harmful fragrances, and gluten, and that the products were 100% vegan, clinically proven to produce desired results, um, and other representations um, regarding the products that are the subject of the, of the agreement. The consumers also had alleged that they were unable to contact Monat by phone or email, and that, they, then that it failed to respond to their complaints and failed to issue refunds. They were unable to cancel their accounts and return unwanted covered products. So that's kind of where the attorney general comes in because attorney generals in gen generally speaking um, are concerned with consumer protection. Um, there's a lot of different things they do for each state, but generally speaking, you know, they, they're there to sort of on behalf of the state protect the, the consumers, the residents of the state. So the, they've investigated the allegations um, about these false representations and, and, and that the fact that the uh, products were being claimed to have been certified by government entities as being clean and honest at everything we do. Mm -hmm. um, they also investigated allegations that Monet charged consumers for products that were not received or ordered, that they continued to debit consumers' bank accounts on a recurring basis without obtaining a written authorization signed or similar, similarly authenticated from consumers for pre-authorized electronic transfer and that they continue to debit bank accounts on a recurring basis without providing a copy of the written authorization signed or similarly authenticated for pre-authorized electronic funds transfers. Now, the Attorney General did say that, that Monate had fully cooperated with them during the course of the investigation, um, and that it had represented at least that it had produced thousands of pages of clinical studies that demonstrate the safety and efficacy of response products. Um, and if respondent is, is Monate in this situation, um, the company represented that it had acted reasonably and in good faith and conducted its business fairly and honestly. The attorney general did not take a position as to whether the company acted reasonably and in good faith or conducted its business fairly and honestly. It also took no position as to whether the clinical studies demonstrate the safety or efficacy of respondents' products. So if anybody from the company or one of the salespeople claimed that the attorney general did take a position that they acted reasonably or in good faith, et cetera, that's not true. It specifically sets forth here that the attorney general is taking no position, which just means that they're, you know, they're not making a finding. They're not saying that they did, they're not saying that they didn't. These are just the allegations that were brought up and this is what, what led to this. Right, right. And so, and I see a lot of reps, they are posting that this is vegan, this is cruelty-free, you know? And so there is absolutely no proof that these products are vegan right or cruelty free that's that's one of their problems exactly like so there's a bunch of injunctive terms that come up next in the document and basically what that means is these uh, the company is being enjoined or basically prohibited prevented um, from doing certain things or making certain representations that's generally speaking what an injunction is or what injunctive terms would be so they are represented that, that they're going to voluntarily comply with everything 
um, and that they would do so uh, starting in the fall of 2020. So there's a couple of things that they had to uh, agree to. And it says that it includes them, it includes Manat, the owners, officers, directors, representatives, agents, employees, successors, assigns, or any other person who receives actual notice, who acts under, by, through, or on behalf of respondent, or through any corporate or other device. And there's certain things that they have to, have to do or have to not do. So one of them is that they have to permanently stop making false or misleading representations to consumers, um, including for the marketing and sale of the products. Um, they have to permanently stop making or assisting others in making or directly implying um, any of those types of representations about the health benefits, safety, performance, or efficacy of any of the covered products. Um, unless the representation is non-misleading and at the time of making the representation, they possess and rely upon competent and reliable scientific evidence that's sufficient in quality and quantity based on standards generally accepted in the relevant scientific fields when considered in light of the entire body of relevant and reliable scientific evidence to substantiate that the representation is true. So basically they have to have science on their, on their, on their uh, side. Right. They can't just claim like studies show. Right. Like it has to be competent, reliable right. scientists. Right. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of companies that say, you know, clinical in this clinical trial, 90 whatever percent saw, da, da, da. but I have yet to read an actual scientific study. I mean, it, I mean, the studies done by them with some before and after pictures, like that's not a study. So, I mean, if people have, <laughs> you know, have studies, like break, send them to me because I don't see that. Like, and looking at the income disclosure statement for um, Monat, <laughs> Renee Monat, Renee Monat. Um, so the active and inactive um, market partners, like, okay, so a market partner, there's like a different levels, of course, but 93.54%, they have an average annual annual earning of one hundred and nineteen dollars in 2019 and a median annual gross earnings of thirty one dollars this is ninety three point five four four percent so with all of these legal issues going on with an income disclosure statement like that why would someone even entertain getting into this company and that brings it all back to the cult tactics that these people use and just, they suck them in, you know? So it's yeah, so You alarming. don't think that your friend's lying to you. Like when, right. you're, when your friend or your family member comes to you and says, hey, like, you know, my, my hair's never been better. My skin's never been better, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, you're going to, you're going to believe them. And depending upon the person, you know, they, they might actually truly believe that, you know, they're going to be doing something good and they might think that they're going to bring, be bringing you into something good. Um, but we have seen reports um, and, it, you know, not necessarily just women at, this is just like in general, we've seen comments in all of the groups from people who have said that they were told to fake it till they make it. So exactly. just because somebody who's in an, an MLM tells you that they've, you know, we've experienced all these amazing uh, results doesn't necessarily mean that they're telling the truth. I mean, they could be faking it till they make it. They right. could be telling you a bunch of money and they're not. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times when you ask them if they've seen the seller disclosure statement, 
they either have no idea what it is or recently, right. do you remember the comment we saw where somebody didn't know what P&L meant and we had to tell her it meant profit and loss and she was trying oh. to explain us how it wasn't a scam? I don't know if you were in uh, that comment section. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I see so many. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, it, it falls on the consumer to research. You, look, okay. First of all, why would you just think about this? So you sign up for a company and you sell the product. So if you were to get all of your friends and family to also sell the product, wouldn't that be your competition? Wouldn't you want people to buy the product from you versus other people? Because it's not about the product. It is about recruiting. So they tell these people, you know, to share this that's that's like the first people they tell is their friends and their family because they trust them and i don't even think that they're doing it like oh i'm gonna suck them into it it's because they are uh, they are brainwashed and this is what starts it all like and i've said so many times i'm not hun shaming i am shaming the company the people at the tippy 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 top the founders they know exactly what they are doing these other individuals they are victims and i have also like all of the people that have left these companies every one of them they've told me that they felt so guilty after you know introducing their family and friends to these companies they feel so guilty and i hate that because it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they were sucked into this. It's not their fault that they were preyed upon, you know? Especially if they didn't realize it. I mean, right. if, if they realize it's a scam and they're sucking people in, then yeah, okay, they're the predator too. But I do think that you're right. A lot of them don't realize what's happening. You know, they, right. they believe, I mean, even, you know, take the take the secret sister gift exchange that happened over- oh, Gosh, remember that shit show? Like so many oh. people just fell for it. Right. And the problem is that, People want to believe their friends and they don't think that their friends are going to lie to them. And so when their friends share something, even if the friend has been fooled into it, they don't think, oh, you know, has my friend been fooled or hacked? They just think, oh, my friend's sending me this. So I'm going to go ahead and participate. Yeah, it's awesome. Great. Yeah. And a lot of those things are written so that they sound great. I mean, it, it sounded fantastic. Oh, buy a gift for somebody. This is all so great. Mm -hmm. Like we're all going to sell you gifts. And that is a straight up, it. like we don't even have to prove it to anyone that like, <laughs> we don't have to prove this to the FTC or to the SEC. Like this is illegal. This is illegal. So the, a pyramid the, scheme. right. And the crazy thing is I did have a couple of people that said, oh, I had no clue. I had no idea. I'm going to remove it. But 99% of individuals, they were like, it's not a scam. Ha ha, it's not a scam. I got my gifts. Yeah, you may have gotten your gifts, but those other people didn't get their gifts. And they claim to be like such good, you know, people. But they're like, I have, sh like, I showed them proof, 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 proof. But yet they are blinded to it. And I reported a lot of people. And they did start taking some down. I, I had like all the screenshots at my phone at one point. I was screenshotting every single one where Facebook said they took it down because I was going to count them. But like I stopped counting at like 20 something. So that's good. They just couldn't. <laughs> they made posts after that. They were like, I cannot believe that Facebook would take this down. I cannot believe that. Like, you know, like, okay. But yeah, they all fell for it. And they think, well, and some of them 
didn't care that it was a scam. Some of them definitely yeah. just didn't care. As long as they there get were some, I mean, I was amazed. I had some where it was like some sort of like colleagues, whatever, who had shared it and I sent him a message and I'm like, hey, do, do you realize this is a scam? Like, I, I know that it sounds great. It, it seems on at first blush, like you're doing a fun thing with your friends, but send me a copy of what this message is that you're supposed to be sending the people who are commenting. I never got a copy of the message, so I don't know what it said. I suspect that it probably was like, oh, here's the person you got it from. It was one of those chain letter things. Um, yeah. But eventually they, I think, eventually realized what, what it was. But the problem is that when you come to somebody and say, hey, you're involved in a scam, they take it personally. They don't listen and say, hey, you know, this is, maybe you're right. Let me take a look, take a step back and look at this. Mm. Instead, they're like, well, I wouldn't scam somebody. And I'm like, I'm not saying that you're intentionally yeah, something. like you wouldn't scam someone. Like I know that you're not like a scammer, you know. Like, but you fell prey to this scam. Like, and I think that it comes with like maturity and and just growing up. Because I remember I used to be like, this is how I feel and this is how I think and da da da. But as I started getting older, I think it was like in my early twenties, I was like, you know what? The other people, and this isn't about MLS, it's like about life. You know, these people have a point maybe you know I do need to change this about myself and you know what I mean it's just like just admit you're wrong and try to better it it's but people get so defensive and we're not saying you're a scammer you know we're just like look this is a scam (laughs) the the business setup of an MLM means that the vast majority of people are going to lose money. I mean, FTC has done a study on it. Like we know this to be true. Mm -hmm. The income disclosure statements show it because, I mean, you mentioned, what was it? 113, whatever it was. It it worked out to be about $9 a month for internet's lowest. And think about how long they spend on their phone. Oh, they do. It's constant. Is that, do you have the firm in front of you? Does it say anything about being before expenses? Because I've seen that a lot of those are before expenses. Which means that like they're oh yeah us, they're all before expenses right? like, oh, yeah, this is what we paid expenses. but that's not at all including how much time they spent on their phone what they purchased to try to advertise stuff and I mean I have some right. there's some people I know who are who sadly are selling money and they're constantly posting about it constantly on their mm-hmm. Facebook on their Instagrams like just constantly right. and a lot of times they're posting these before and after photos that I mean. I don't want to be mean about it, but I think their hair looked better before. But I mean, I haven't seen right. it in person for a while. Thanks, COVID. But like, I mean, it's <laughs> it's just, it's constant. It's so much. I'm like, there's no way you're making enough money to make this worthwhile. Yeah. And you know, it, and that goes with like the fake it till you make it thing. Like I have seen people who actually put extensions in their hair and they're like, look at my hair, but that's extensions, you know, <laughs> it's just. You know, but but yet again, we are called bullies, haters, jealous. I don't know why I'm not jealous over an income disclosure <laughs> statement like those. Nope, no thanks. <laughs> no. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, I saw one where people were averaging a dollar a year. Like I, I'm definitely not jealous over that. And and like I and I always also said this said this in a previous episode is like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't either you've never joined an MLM so they say you don't know how it is or you've joined an MLM but you failed so you're bitter so that's like their two things but they do not rely on facts on studies on the 
the companies and most of the companies, they are not required by law to give an IDS, but the ones who do, this is actually from the company that they are with. It is from their website. The company that they are with are this, like they are telling you, this is how much these people make, but yet you don't want to believe it still, or you want to work really hard. The thing that really gets me is a lot of it works distributors. They're actually posting the IDS alongside their photos and like you can see the IDS, but they're like, oh, I got to make it. I got to make it to that 1%. 1%. Do they not realize? They don't realize they are the ones who are making it to that 1% are making it off of the ones who are losing the money. So. Right. Yeah, they don't see that at all. I mean, they, they just see it as, and, and there's also a lot of that, like, just positive, you know, reinforcement that they're like, oh, you can do it. Like, you know, sisterhood, girl power, whatever. Like, you know, we're all going to, we're all working together and you can totally do it. And I believe in you. Um, which, I mean, it really, especially, I think, during the pandemic, when people have been kind of, you know, separated from each other and whatever, a lot of people who, you know, lost their jobs or whatever, they were suddenly being told by people, oh, hey, join my team. Like, on the one hand, you can have sort of this, like, camaraderie where you're not able to see everybody else, but, you know, we can talk to each other all the time on social media and, and you know, videos and whatnot. And so you kind of get that sort of human aspect of it. But then also a lot of them, a lot of the companies were saying, you know, hey, you can earn your money. Like, did you lose your job? Now's the perfect time to invest. I'm like, no, it's not. Um, and I- That's illegal. Yeah, it is. And an FTC sent out a bunch of uh, warning letters letter to those companies. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember which ones they were. I know at least, I don't remember if it was Young Living or Dutera, but at least one of those got one of the letters, I think. Well, I know it was Rodian and Fields. Yes. You know how I am about that company. Oh, I know how you are. Yeah, that and, one. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are some other ones as well. Um, trying to think. I think it was Young Living, but they have their own legal issues, um, you know, of course, especially with the um, the one going on with the cult, like tactics. Yeah. And I think, and I could be wrong, I put this in the episode about it, but I think there was a lawsuit as early as December 2020 with that company. So the and, and the thing is, is like these um, representatives, like they don't have the money like the founders do to sue someone, you know, so... So, well, yeah. And that's a lot where like the, the class action kind of comes from. I mean, I, I can get back into that before we get back to the, um, to the specifically the things that, that the, uh, yeah. The, uh, I can't say about Monite, but um, yeah. So a lot of the, the problem, like you just said, is that consumers sometimes can't take on these things themselves because I mean, they can't afford it. I'm not, I do, I do litigation. I'm, I'm not licensed in Florida. I don't do class action suits. Um, but I can just explain sort of how they work in general. Um, and I can tell you as somebody who has practice in federal court and has done jury trials that it's expensive and time consuming. It's very time consuming. Yeah. Um, my first federal jury trial was, we finally took it to trial. It had been in the works for 10 years. Yeah. Like, it had been in the works from the time that I was like, I was still in high school when the complaint was filed. Wow. And then I wound up taking it to trial. Like it was, they can take a really long time. Yeah. So just because we haven't heard anything for a while doesn't mean that something's gone away or, or whatnot. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it does take a long time. Yeah. And that's part of the problem is that consumers can't afford that. Um, so a lot of the times what they will do for class action suits like that is they'll do sort of a contingent fee basis. 
Um, and that's not, that's not most litigation at all, but they'll do a contingent basis. So basically it's like the attorney is going to get a percentage of whatever is recovered. Um, and I mean, you know, I, I have seen people be like, oh, well, you know, they're taking most of the recovery and whatever. But the idea there is that if counsel didn't take this to court, there would be no recovery. And if they were to lose it, they would have spent all this time and not gotten anything. Um, I don't do those, but I have colleagues who do, and that's, that's kind of how that works. Um, but in general, so the, the uh, suit in the Southern District of Florida that's seeking class action status, so it, it hasn't, it's not actually class action yet. It's not a class action suit yet. Um, it has to be certified by the court. And there's a couple of things that like have to happen in order to get class status. Um, they're all, in case anybody's interested, they're all set forth under the Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 23A, um, and which you can find online. Uh, I think Cornell has all the, the rules of civil procedure on their website. So if anybody's curious, you can find everything there. Um, but just for, for sake of discussion, they, well, the plaintiffs in this case, in order to seek, in order to uh, achieve class action certification, will need to show a couple of things. Um, numerosity, commonality, typicality, and adequacy. Basically what that means is that there have to be enough of them that like just naming them individually doesn't make any sense. Like they're so numerous, it doesn't make any sense. Um, they have to show that they all have basically a common interest, uh, which it seems like they do. I mean, I haven't read through everything that's been filed in this case, uh, but from what we've, you know, understood from the reports we've seen from people, it seems like basically the commonality is that they're, they're suffering the same types of, in, of injury, which is the, you know, the, the scalp burns, the hair falling out, that's the kind of stuff that they're alleging in the complaint. Um, they have to show that this type of stuff is typical for the class members, that, you know, it's arising from the same course of events, um, they have the same types of legal arguments, and I mean, those things seem like they probably will be able to, to achieve them. Um, they also have to show that the representatives will be able to adequately protect the interests of the class, um, basically that, you know, they're all seeking the same kind of thing and there aren't any conflicts between them. That's real generally what, they, what they're going to have to show to the court in order to have the court certify them. And there was a scheduling order issued in the spring of 2020, right towards the beginning of COVID, and they, the court issued a whole bunch, a series of deadlines that went into 2021 um, and made it clear that it, the court basically wasn't going to make a decision on class action status until farther into 2021. Um, so every time I saw one of the comments with one of the uh, reps claiming that, you know, oh, we want all the suits. I'm like, no, no, you didn't. Like the court just issued an order, a scheduling order saying, here's what all the deadlines are. Um, and the, the order will likely be changed. So the deadlines are going to change a little bit. Um, the most recent thing that's really appeared on the docket um, is November 24th of 2020. The court issued an order uh, from a status conference, basically telling the parties to confer with each other about a scheduling order. So they're going to have to figure out deadlines for themselves. There were a bunch of series of extensions filed. Um, so basically, we just have to keep keep watching. But the original order that was that was previously issued, um, I mean, there's a whole bunch of deadlines that hadn't happened yet. There's there's going to be depositions happening, all kinds of things, briefs, um, and then there's going to be a uh, determination on whether there can be a class action uh, status achieved. Once, if that if that happens, that's going to be a huge win for the plaintiffs. I mean, because at that point, Manette will actually officially be facing a class action lawsuit. Right, and that would be yeah. great. It would be. I feel um, like there, it's going to happen. <laughs> I feel like it will. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not. I don't don't practice this. I haven't looked into all their filings, 
but I mean, it looks to me like they should be able to show that they, I mean, there's enough of them. They have common, you know, interests, that type of stuff, other things I mentioned. So I think that it's pretty likely we'll be able to do that. So what the audience is going to need to know, because um, I think you'll probably have people asking, you know, how do you get in on that? If class action certification like is, is provided, like if they're certified to be a class action, um, plaintiff's counsel is going to need to provide notice to any class members who haven't already been included. So, and that's, I mean, it's depends upon um, what the court issues, what the court says, all the sort of details, but basically people would just need to keep an eye out um, for some sort of notice saying, hey, join the class, here's who to talk to. Um, at the moment, it doesn't actually exist. There is no class technically yet. Um, they're still seeking it. But if it's certified, um, which hopefully would be sometime in 2021, I, I would hope that we would find out and there would be, it would be all over the news, but we'll see. I'll try to keep an eye on it and we can do like an update if that happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> sure that we'll find out through a group right. or something, you know? Yes, I think so. Hopefully. But yeah, that's the... One of the other things I wanted to mention too, because there's been a lot of um, like the Huns claiming that, you know, oh, they, they won that suit. They seem to think that, so back towards the beginning of the suit, um, the plaintiff filed a motion to dismiss, which is basically just saying, hey, there's no claim here. Like, let's dismiss this. Um, and the court denied it. So they tried to get the court to dismiss the entire complaint and they failed on that. The small victory that they did have, which they keep like, like harping on and trying to claim is like, you know, the end all be all, is that the plaintiff was asking for an injunction. Basically the plaintiff wanted them to stop selling these products. Um, basically saying, you know, hey, these are, these are so dangerous. Like they need to be stopped from this while we do this lawsuit. And the court denied that. And that's why um, money is able to continue selling them. That doesn't mean that they won the case at all whatsoever. Like the rest of the claims are still proceeding. Um, and it's kind of sad that, that some of their representatives have been misled, I mean, by the company or by somebody else. I don't know who's doing it, but they seem to have been very vastly misled as to what actually happened in the case. Right. right. Yeah. And you know what? It's... <sighs> It's sad that they don't have the correct information. The company doesn't, which I mean, we really can't expect anymore from an MLM company, you know. They have a track record. I mean, definitely do. Yeah. All MLMs are the same. Oh, they are. There is no good ones. There is no good ones. And you know, my heart goes out to all of the people who have lost. That's got to be so devastating to lose your hair and the scalp sores i mean gosh you know and it's very very worrisome that they have don't they have a baby line i think they might i know they just came out with a skincare line they might have like baby shampoo i feel like i've seen that and, and i'm not sure though they do have a dog or a adult yeah dog um line why would you even yeah. chance that i don't know i i wouldn't uh, chance it i wouldn't chance it on a human definitely not i mean much less a, a dog <laughs> especially because i mean if you're chanting on yourself well you know hopefully you'd notice if some if you're having a reaction and you could stop it but like i feel like it's worse if you're gonna do it on like a child or an animal because right. if you, they have a reaction they can't tell you, you right know? and they depend on you to do for them like they depend on you to take care of them and 
and you know like with children like they trust in you to like they're not going to question what their parent says so it's like in this i see a lot of this with certain skincare lines a specific skincare line like you know 12 and 13 year olds even younger than that their parent gets them a face wash and i'm like please no please no do not use this on this child but they're like mom i want to clear up my acne so they give them this this crap and they they are trusting them so it is just so dangerous like bottom line stay away from mlms they don't even care about the product because it is not about the product it is about recruiting you can get products that are a lot better quality for a fraction of the price Oh yeah. And that's, the, I mean, that's, that's the big reason they have the product is the only, the only importance is because that's what allows them to not be classified as a pyramid scheme. Right. And like even if they didn't have they a do. product, right. Like they, they're it's a product-based pyramid scheme. I mean, right. if they didn't it, have the product, they'd be screwed. Right. And I mean, even that's, the ones that yeah. do have the products, they have still been deemed illegal pyramid schemes. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, right. Well, especially yeah. in, other, in other countries too. I've, I've found in other countries, they crack down more and, and some mm -hmm. companies that are allowed to operate here have been found to be illegal mm -hmm. pyramid schemes in other countries. Yeah. And I've even looked into recently a company that, I mean, I guess, cause they have a service, but they don't have a product at all. It's, it's crazy. It's weird, but I'm going to get into that on the next episode, but you cut out i was like i'm excited <laughs> okay yay so is there anything else you'd like to add to this episode to this conversation i can sort of end with probably some of the things that people are going to want to know about and that's like the specific things that the huns the you know the reps can't say okay like, this is what they can't say okay which is really important for like the anti-MLM community. Yeah, like, this is what this I want to know because I want to report yeah. them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so that if anybody, you know, is in the MLM, like, I mean, they need to know this too. So if they're yeah. listening to this, hopefully they know that, hey, like you need to look this up and right. know what's in it because it applies to you. Got it. I mean, I would say, please question everything, right. but at the very least, read through it, read right. through it. Right. All of it can be found on the attorney general's website. Okay. Um, so there's specifically things that like they have to permanently refrain from doing um, and they can't misrepresent, um, including through the use of a product name, endorsement, depiction, illustration, whatever, any of these things. So they can't say that the, that the products cause hair loss um, because your scalp is detoxifying and the hair follicles are enlarging. They, like that's not, they can't say that. Yeah. Um, they can't say that it's clinically proven to increase hair growth and significantly decrease hair loss can't say that. They can't claim that the benefits of any products are scientifically proven. Have to stop that. Um, they cannot claim that independent lab tests confirm the safety and effectiveness of the products. They cannot claim the existence, contents, validity, results, conclusions, or interpretations of any test, study, or research. Um, they also can't even claim that the products do not and will never contain polyethylene glycol, petrochemicals, sulfates, harmful fragrances and harmful colors, they also can't claim that a converted product is 100% vegan or gluten-free. So you would ask them about that too. Like that's specifically in there. Um, that's if anybody wants to know, if they look at um, the injunctive terms, section two, paragraph 25, subsection C, number 
what's that, six, VI, number six, they cannot claim that it's 100% vegan and gluten-free. They have to just stop doing that. I see, do I see all of them doing that. I see all of them doing that, so. They're constantly doing that. Yeah. Um, so they also can't complain, they can't claim that the users of the products who appear in advertising obtained a reported result through use of the covered products. That's like the fancy legalese way of basically being like, you can't claim that in these before and after photos that these results came as a result of the products. Like you can't just keep claiming that. We like see that every day. All the time. They also can't claim that consumers are receiving a 100% money back satisfaction guarantee because oh. they, I guess, aren't. So right. <laughs> can't claim that. Yes. Yep. So um, if anyone sees this, right. If anyone mm -hmm. sees these, uh, like saying, oh, it's vegan, the before and after, um, do they need to report that to the FTC and or to Tina or to the FTC and or to Tina and or to the <laughs> Florida State Attorney General? So any random person who sees this, like you don't have to, but like, please do, please report this because if you don't report it, like those entities aren't gonna know that this happened. Like they're not gonna right. know about it. Right. So if, if you're seeing specific uh, violations of this, like report them um, to the attorney general. And, you know, like I said, if you go to the attorney general's website, uh, you know, you'll find the, uh, you'll find the links to everything. Like you can even just search for, um, for Manette and you'll, you'll find everything right within the website. And the website is myfloridalegal.com. It's, and it's I'm going to leave that in the description yeah. just so everybody can great. click that yeah. link. Currently when we're recording this, there is a, a link on the right side of the website for the Manette Global Refund Claims Form. However, that is going to be due uh, February 13th, which will be, I guess, after this airs. So yeah, it's going to be after be there. Right. Right. So if it's not just, I mean, there's a search bar, you can just search for Manette and you'll probably find uh, whatever, whatever other resources there are. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's a bunch of things that they just can't, they just can't say. Yeah. Um, those are some of the big ones um, that we've all seen them do and they, they can't do that. They also, which is interesting, they also have to stop using falsely or deceptively um, like stop fo stock photos before and after photos mm -hmm. to like advertise their products. They have to stop yeah. doing that, which is like a problem because I mean, I think we've all seen them. I, you know, have. I think they actually have been caught using stock photos mm. that they purchased from somewhere. And we're just like, what, what are you even doing? Yeah, they're lying. That's what they're doing. They're lying. They right. have to know that's wrong. You have to know that's wrong. Like you have to. I don't know how you wouldn't figure out that that's wrong. Like that's right. just really, yeah. Like it's not even your no. Oh, I swear. Right. <laughs> I mean, some of the good things that, then too are that they have to now things that they have to do is they have to provide like clear written disclosures mm -hmm. for like customer agreements, the VIP customer agreement, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. like before obtaining billing information. Who knows if they're still doing this? If anybody has encountered this and has not gotten a clear written disclosure, mm -hmm. like that's a problem conduct the Florida Attorney General. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate you coming on and getting your professional, giving your professional legal, you know, information. Explanation of stuff. <laughs> right, right. So thanks again so much for being a guest and hopefully 
you know, hopefully everyone gets, you know, some justice after, you know, things that they've dealt with. Yeah, thanks. I'm going to, you know, keep an eye on the class action. Hopefully they get their certification and we'll be able to, you know, I can give an update or something on, on when that happens. Um, right. It might be a couple more months, who knows, because everything's been pushed back. Right. All right, everyone. So uh, thanks for listening to this episode and I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank <laughs> you.